Take great care of yourself. Be balanced. Let your past be your past, but let your present be better and healthier. And really be mindful. What are you thinking? What's your why? And how are you taking care of you while you're taking care of the business? Perfect. Hey everyone, it's Jamel Gibbs. Welcome to another podcast episode. This is the Business and Investing Podcast, where you learn all things business and investing related. Today, we're going to continue on a topic that we recently uh, talked about with my good friend, Ernest Dancy, who's uh, currently in California, where we talked about the, the mind state of entrepreneurship. And uh, we ended up uh, digging a little bit into psychology behind entrepreneurship and how it really affects the individual, uh, the ebbs and flows of how entrepreneurship works. And at the end of the day, I I spoke a little bit about some of the things that I personally faced in entrepreneurship. If you haven't had a chance to check out that podcast episode on YouTube or on uh, any other podcast platforms, be sure to check that out. I'm going to, if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm going to go ahead and link it in the description box below, or you're going to be able to check it out in the cards up above as well. But today I'd like to talk to um, someone who's a psychologist and she specializes in entrepreneurship as well. And uh, I really want to talk about uh, really some of the the, the mindset shifts that people go through when it comes to uh, maybe you're at a peak in your career, right? And you're not really enjoying that peak. You know, that happened to me seven, eight years ago. I was at a, 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 a really high level. I was a high level real estate investor, but mm-hmm. psychologically I wasn't doing too well. I didn't feel like, you know, I, I should be enjoying my success at that time. Uh, so I was, even though my income was high, I was feeling really low and I don't know what was going on. So really I went through uh, a level of depression as mm-hmm. an entrepreneur. And I didn't understand why. Uh, and that was for a, a short period of time, maybe three months or so. But I'm sure that if I went through that, there's other entrepreneurs that would go through that as well. So I really wanted to get somebody on and just open up the conversation a little further than what we did when we were talking with Ernest a few weeks ago on that podcast episode. Uh, so I got a psychologist on the line. She's actually Ernest's cousin. And yes. um, she's uh, she's a psychologist from our neighborhood, but she lives in Maryland now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wanted to introduce her. And we're going to talk to you guys about the psychology behind entrepreneurship today. Candace Dickens, how's everything? Things are good. Things are good. I, I want to thank you for um, inviting me to be part of this discussion. And it's nice that my cousin began it with you and I'm in the middle of the experience or the end of the experience, just talking about it more. Yeah, for sure. Well, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Sure. I, um, I'm from Brooklyn, New York, same neighborhood as you. Yep. I live in uh, Windsor Mill, Maryland, and I have a private practice in Ellicott City, Maryland called CRA Council Consulting Agency. I do trainings um, for corporations and for individuals. Um, I'm a speaker at national conferences. The upcoming one is Psychotherapy Networker. I do business coaching as well. Um, and um, 
I'm currently back in school pursuing a PhD in counseling education. So um, things are good. Things are good. That's excellent. That's excellent. So obviously, you know, you, you became a psychologist. This is something that you 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 wanted to do. How did you uh, marry that with becoming an entrepreneur? Like, how, how does that how did you make that happen? You know, it's funny. I was I remember being um, I was going to go back to I remember being pregnant. I was, I was bedridden with twins. And I remember watching this this show called Starting Over. And on the show, it was really about women coming into a house. I think Yolanda Van Zandt at one point was the host and it was another woman. And they talked about starting over and each woman had to start over with a business or an experience that reflected who they were. And I remember thinking while I was on bed rest, wow, if I get up, when I get out this bed, I'm going to start over and I'm going to use all of my experiences. I've always been a leader. I've been either director at 2223 at a community clinic, or I've been an administrative person, or I've always had tons and tons of clients and it hit me. Why don't I use my experiences to propel me forward to really change, not just my life, but my family's life. And so after I had the the twins, I said, you know what, let me invest in me and create a business because people are always calling me to do assessments, um, to do some speaking or helping with their businesses, organize it through some mental health business. And it occurred to me if I invested in me and I just took the lens and, and broaden it, then I can really make some really things happen in my life and my family's life. And that's when I started doing business and I started a private practice and then I expanded it and a couple of years hired staff. And then I, I made it smaller so that it fit my life. But within making it smaller, I actually made the business bigger because I had different streams of income. Right. Because it hit me, I can make it bigger and I can work these hours, but then I lose out of my family. But if I decide to diversify and do different things that really complemented my life, because when I was growing up, you know, I remember going, getting, becoming a psychology student. My mother was like, oh, you're not going to make me money. There is money in mental health. There's a, there is money in mental health. And it occurred to me when I was watching that show, you know, why don't I tap into what I know? And instead of making money for other people, why don't I make money for me? Mm. And we are looking at just not just having one avenue, but just diversifying so that even if I can't do counseling, I can do something else. That leads oh, me, well, let me ask you this. So obviously- did you come from an entrepreneurial background? I, you know, I did. Um, you know, my mom and my youngest brother had a, a clothing store. Mm-hmm. Um, I always knew the value of, you know, being innovative, being a creative person, you know, and, you know, um, Ernest's family has mm-hmm. some real estate and even Ernest, very entrepreneurial. There's, there's always mm-hmm. in us about talking about businesses. So that was always in us. And one of the things I've never been told is that what I can't do. So when I would get an idea, I'll just go for it. Right. And I've never, you know, and I think that's something that people who are successful, we all have. We, we, when we have an idea, it's like a compulsion. We do it until we do it, until we mm-hmm. do it. And we're risk aversive. We notice the risk, but we, the risk doesn't stop us from doing it. But we know what we're about to lose. And then the saddest thing happens, it may have happened to you. When you get it, you climb that mountain. It's like, wow, this is a nice view, but there's nothing else for me to climb. Right. Right. right? That, that definitely happened to me. So at that oh. point, what type of mindset shift did it take for you to get above that, that it, uh, hurdle? It, it took for me to look at, there's nothing for me to do. So let me look at what else I'm interested in. Maybe it's not mm-hmm. a matter of we create another mountain, but really expanding upon an interest. And we really look at what are some other things that are of interest to me? Because yeah, mm-hmm. I've done this really, really well. Right. Um, what are other some things that I can also um, cultivate mm-hmm. and make into a business? 
Right. And I think that's what happens to people who are business people. We just don't think about one thing. We think about lots of things because as that creative part of the brain that gets triggered with people who are entrepreneurs, we're always thinking about how we can make something better. Right. What an opportunity is for. And, and money doesn't always drive us. It's the opportunity that drives us. It's a possibility. And once you can, once you finish something, it's like, wow, I really enjoyed that. And the brain has to agree that that thing is over or that thing is, is completion. It's like parenthood. Mm-hmm. Once they're grown, it's like, wow, I really miss going to, to Little League. Well, I really miss being a mommy. Now they're grown and I can't do the same things. It's not the same kind of energy. And that's, that's right. why sometimes we grieve or we get frustrated, especially when we, want, we know that it has more potential and we're not finished with it. But it that's might right. be finished. Yeah. yeah. So, there's whole, so listen, there's a whole psychological thing that happens with entrepreneurs. It doesn't happen with other people where they're where other people are just okay with this level. But entrepreneurs are always thinking about other levels. And I was telling my wife that recently, you know, uh, probably within the last month or so, I said, you know, entrepreneurs, we just think different than everybody else. We we have we think on a different level. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, it takes for people to catch up to us because and by the time they catch up, we're probably 10 steps ahead. We're thinking five, 10 years out. We just yeah. don't think the same. You know, yeah. and I think at that point, it can cause a level of depression, you know, mm-hmm. at some point, right? Because, yeah. you know, there aren't a, a lot of people, most people are brought up to uh, or trained to work for someone else. An entrepreneur doesn't think that way. So mm-hmm. what are some of the obstacles that an entrepreneur would face, whether you're in real estate or any other type of business, yeah, it's, the way it's you that- think? Yeah, it's the way being so far ahead sometimes creates space to you and the people who are connected with you. So it creates mm-hmm. disconnection and can create loneliness. And, 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 and in that space, it also creates some, some, some resentment for other people because you're not as available and you're so far ahead that it makes them risk averse if they want to be safe and mm-hmm. you want to, to explore the possibilities because you can see the payoff, right? right. But there's a price they got to pay that you have to pay and they have to pay to, to pursue this dream. Mm-hmm. And in that space, when people are pulling away, you're moving forward. And that could be a very lonely experience. And if it goes well, it can be sometimes a curse of relationship because they might be very envious that you've done all this stuff, right? That you've acquired all this stuff. And for some people, not only is that envy, but some people feel entitled. Like, okay, well, you're ahead. I was with you. I struggled with you. And now they want to reap the benefits of it. And for some entrepreneurs, they're like, wow, I don't remember you being side by side with me. I remember you being behind me. Mm-hmm. I remember you helping me, but I don't remember you having ownership of the dream I had. Right? So it, it's a whole experience for an entrepreneur, psychologically. Right. So, so what do you think causes, um, and, and I'm not saying this happens with every single entrepreneur, but what do you think causes that depression? I mean, obviously, some of what you just mentioned would do it. Yeah. But what do you think the main uh, culprit is that causes that the uh, depression in entrepreneurs when they reach a certain pinnacle of their success, or if they're not achieving. I mean, obviously, if they're not achieving mm-hmm. what they really wanted, then that's kind of right. obvious. Okay, I'm going to be depressed right. because of that. But right. why? Why when you reach a certain pinnacle of success? Yeah, are you still struggling with a certain level of depression? Yeah. And it's not it can, everybody, but it could be. No, that's not everybody. Yeah. But those who do reach it, it's like, I forgot who said it. Who said, the worst thing you can do is get the NBA ring. He said, because once you have it, you grieve about getting it again. Or mm-hmm. now that you've had it, where do you go? Once you're number one, where do you go after that? Right? It's like, I've done this. Now what? I spent my whole life focusing on this one dream. 
And now that it's here, and there's never been another dream that was just this, mm-hmm. and that you like the things that come with this, but it doesn't give you the same kind of excitement because part of the, the, the experience of being the entrepreneur is the excitement. Right. It's the negotiation, it's the planning, it's the creation, it's all that stuff. And then once it's finished and you're extremely young, it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, what's next? What's my part two? And this is the only thing I've thought about. And you can expand, but it's going to be a different journey work than that first journey. That's the first love. It's like being a love. It's the first love. Right. Right. And there may not be another love that feels the same way. You can have other businesses, but it's not like that first love. Mm-hmm. You were grinding and you were hungry for it and you had to sell yourself because after a while, now it's a machine and it runs itself. And you've got to figure out where you're at in that machine. And sometimes it's, it's saddening because then you're just the owner of it. And you might get disconnected from, from the grassroots parts of it. Right. So sometimes it brings, it brings that sadness because you got to figure out what your role is and what your journey like and is. What's the purpose of my life now? Right. Because sometimes that one thing is all you dreamt about. Right. Yeah. I, I love the fact that you, you, you spoke about, um, you just said we're not always driven by money. But at some point, you know, I think burnout can cause yeah. a level of depression, right? Mm-hmm, I, I've mm-hmm. been burned out multiple times in my business, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and then, like you, like you said it earlier today, just being, you know, uh, at the top of your success and you feel like you're lonely at the top. Mm-hmm. And I think so, some of that can be... Uh, you can avoid some of that just by bringing other other people up. And that's kind of why I got into, you know, coaching real estate, right? Because I feel like if I can uh, have, if I can train someone else to basically copy exactly what I was able to do Mm -hmm. within a a shorter period of time, I can live vicariously through them without having Mm -hmm. to do all the work. They're basically, they're doing the work. And it brings us, it, 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 if you guys are watching this podcast, you probably heard this before where mm-hmm. uh, a real estate coach or someone that's a mentor or something, mm-hmm. uh, you know, of that caliber, they, they feel a certain level of joy when they're able to show somebody else exactly how to do um, exciting. what they did. It's exciting yeah. to the, it's more probably yeah. more exciting to your coach yeah. than mm-hmm. it is to you. Because you're reliving it. You're, you're reliving, exactly. you're reliving it. And you're exactly. tapping into the best parts, the parts that are exciting. Like just like with politicians, when they're selling themselves, they talk about the, their their experiences, how they got there, how it was poor and I struggled. Blah, blah, blah. They're reliving it because those are the best parts. They don't talk about the millions they have now. They mm-hmm. talk about the struggle because it's exciting. Right? But here's the other part. There are some people who are very successful and they were so driven by that thing. And then, but they didn't deal with the other stuff that, were, that was happening along the way. Mm-hmm. The death of so-and-so, the losses, the conflicts, the divorces. And when they get to that success, all that stuff catches up to them. Mm. All the stuff they didn't deal with or why they were pursuing this thing, the things they couldn't, they didn't have time to deal with. All the relationships that got lost along the way or got wounded along the way because there's a certain level of isolation that happens with entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah. You have to do that journey alone, some parts of it. Even if it's a family business, there's a part where the family steps back and the leader has to step forward mm-hmm. and you take most of those hits. And it creates that experience, that, that duality. That dichotomy where we're close, but we're not close. We're going through this together, but we're not going through this together. Right. right? So, so, so what you're saying is, and I can verify this because I, I know exactly what you're, what you're, what you're, uh, where you're getting at with this. So what, what, basically what you're saying is there's a certain point in your business where you're going to have to, it's going to be lonely, right? 
Be and in my business, I was lonely. And I think that's what caused the uh, depression. I would be, I would literally be in a room mm-hmm. by myself for yeah. months, mm-hmm. right? Not, and this was all day, every day for a certain amount of time. And mm-hmm. that ultimately led to um, me going to, you know, I was, I, I felt down and out for uh, yeah. probably three months, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's this, great, right? Part of loneliness is that we grieve the connection. That's And sometimes we don't look at that and we don't talk about it. Mm. As I'm just on my grind, but it's a very lonely experience. Right. Not that people don't love you, don't want to be connected, but they can't do what you do. So ultimately and life gets in a way. Absolutely. But right. there's so, some grief. Because, yeah. So, so I, even while you're, while you're working towards the success, life mm-hmm. is happening, but you're not addressing these issues. Right. Right. Because and you're so focused. Like, yeah, you, it, cognitive, you're still focused and you're not available. You can't be available all places. Right. You could be so, a little bit available, but you can't be fully available because right. this thing that you're chasing requires a lot of your attention and a lot of your emotional experience, right? Your cognitive, physically, it gets everything. And someone's going to get short something. So basically what you're saying is all of that stuff, if you don't address it as it, as it happens, is if, even when you hit the level of success that you... Mm-hmm it's going to catch up. So it's going to, it always catches up. So that leads, like me, have, that leads me yeah, a question. Should you address it as it happens or is it better to. You, you have know, to acknowledge it as it's happened. Like when I have couples who have a business and they'll say, you know, we're, we're arguing at the breakfast table or we're arguing mm. with the kids because somehow the, the business has eclipsed the marriage. Wow. Right. And you've got to acknowledge that it's eclipsed the marriage. And now all you're talking about is business and kids and business and kids. And then we're talking about more business. Then we're talking about the kids. Right. Because it's the thing that drives you. It's like a compulsion thing. It's the thing that gets our minds that we think about it constantly. And it gets wrapped into our identity. This is who you are. Mm-hmm. Right. And when, that, it, when it's great, it's great. But when it's not, it does something to us psychologically, emotionally. And that right? happened to me as well. You know, so I, I found myself and I'm only only using myself as an example because I'm sure people mm-hmm. they, they can relate to to this as well, especially those of you who are building your business right now. Um I found myself at dinner with my wife looking on my cell phone to see what deals came in or uh, talking mm-hmm. about bus- literally doing business while we were our mm-hmm. whole conversation at dinner would be about, mm-hmm. you know, something related to the business. And that you, you got to you got to know how to to let go and just have time spent outside of business, basically detox from business yeah. <laughs> to be yeah. able to, uh, to be able yeah. to operate healthy, you know, yeah. in a healthy but way. That, but that goes, what you said is that it could be a very isolated experience. And sometimes people don't realize that's the only time they get to talk about it. Like you're doing it all day and then you got to mm. process it. So I'm coming mm. home to process it. And she's like, I haven't seen you in 10 hours. And you're talking about business, Yeah. but I'm yeah. uploading just like if she came home from being a nurse or from being a secretary or a doctor, she's going to come on and talk about work mm-hmm. because she had to clean it off. Processing helps you clean it off. Mm-hmm. Right. But what happens is that it, it creates this disconnection where all we talk about is the processing. And mm. then we forget to do the intimacy. So people who do business, sometimes we, we try to be intimate, but we're, we're so focused and driven. And a lot of times we do it for the family or we do it for the generational experience. I want generational wealth right. that we forget, wow, I got to do self-care and I've got to really check where I'm at. You got to love yourself, check. right? You got you to show yourself, yourself. got to show yourself some love. So yes. that. So how let, let's provide our listeners with, let's say, a, a three to five step process on 
how they can uh, remain mentally strong or become mentally mm-hmm. strong um, or psychologically strong while they're doing business, while they're building their business, because it can, mm-hmm. it can be draining. There are ebbs and flows, be. ups and downs mm-hmm. in the business. How can, oh, absolutely. how can they become or remain like, what are some things that they can do in order to uh, live a healthy lifestyle while building right. a business? Right. One is practice self-care because sometimes we don't practice self-care because the business needs so much. I know when I, when I had became a clinic, I was working seven days a week because I had staff on top of me. And if clients didn't come in, I still had to pay these people. And when you're working seven days, eight to six, I got sacrificed for the sake of the business, to grow the business. So mm-hmm. part of it is recognizing when you're sacrificing too much and have someone who's an accountability person saying, hey, you're not sleeping well, you're not eating well. All you do is go to work, but there's nothing else in your life. There's no balance. There's no church. There's no working out. Or when we speak, you're processing so much because it really talks about level of burnout, right? And you're consumed by it. Mm-hmm. And in order to be successful, there has to be some obsessiveness. Right, but we're recognizing there has to be something else in addition to this obsession. And if you have children, it's like, are you taking breaks with them? Then if you're not, you gotta look at why you're not. If mm-hmm. all you're talking about is business, then you're not giving enough yourself enough cognitive breaks, right? Because then you get tied in with it and the business will drag you emotionally. So when it oh, goes yeah. up, I'm happy. It's like an addiction. When it when you crash, you're in hell. Mm-hmm. You're depressed, you're agitated, right? And we'll say, wow. Look at their relationship because it might be a relationship that fluctuates in an unhealthy way. Because even if the business doesn't do well, you should do well emotionally. You should still be okay. And if the business folds, we're looking looking at who do I think I am without this business? Who am I? I'm doing self-care. Who do you think you are without this business? What's driving you? What's your why? Right? What do your relationships look like? There should be people who are, that even when you're consumed, they're supportive of you. They're trying to take care of you. They may not be where you're at, but they really are your anchors. They're really invested in right. you doing well, right? The fourth is giving yourself permission to be human, that there are limits mm-hmm. to you, right? And recognizing we can't do all things because people who do business, they're always thinking about business, right? They're, they're limitless. They're boundless. That like there's really no end. Because I know people have six businesses and they run those six businesses and they don't think about another business. Like, wow. Are you, if you do another business, your friend will never see you. Yep. Right. And they're like, that's okay. Okay. You haven't checked in to see where your family's at with you not being available. Because people like your money, but they love you more. Right. People always like your money, but they love you more. You know, I, I, I literally just had this conversation. You know, I heard somebody say, if you had to look at all of the, the money that you can make versus the time you can provide for your wife and kids, what mm-hmm. do you think they're going to pick? Are they going to pick the money or are they going to pick the time? Right. Mm-hmm. And chances are they're going to pick the time. They don't care about the money. You know, yeah. whether you, you know, obviously money plays a, a major role in you being able to provide financially, but mm-hmm. the time is what's more important than the money. That's yeah. why you have yeah. some, some people who make a whole lot of money, but they don't have mm-hmm. the family, but then you have people who don't have a lot, but they're the happiest people in the world because they have family. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's all perspective. At that point. Yeah, it's absolutely. All, you know, and, and I'm in the business of helping. So I've never seen one come to therapy um, because they had too much money. I've seen people mm-hmm. come to therapy because people, they didn't know who was their friends because they had too much money. Mm-hmm. But usually people come to therapy because I didn't get enough something. And oftentimes it's connection and time. And what we said about being an entrepreneur, it can be a very disconnected, lonely experience where after a while I'm just more connected to the high 
and the power and the privilege that comes with having a business mm-hmm. than the people who are connected to the business. Mm. Right? And sometimes that creates the grief because like, I got here and there's no one here to, to share with me. And after a while, we learn how to be transaction where I'm giving people stuff and not giving them me. That's powerful. That's powerful stuff right there. So the more you improve as a person, the better you can become as a business owner. And then yeah. at the same time, the stronger your relationships can be. It's all about having balance at the end of the day. Yeah. Right? Having the balance and having a plan. Like we, mm-hmm. a lot of us have business plans, but we don't have a life plan. Like mm-hmm. I know your business mm-hmm. plan is to make this kind of money at the end of the year. So tell me about the life plan. How do you want to feel while you're making this kind of money at the end of the year? What's the plan mm-hmm. for you psychologically? So that when you get stressed, what's your go-to? You're going to therapy, you're talking to someone, you're exercising, you're praying. What's the life plan? How you make sure that these connections are good connections and that you're also not being violated by people. What does that mean? Sometimes when we have transactional relationships, people are trying to take advantage of the money. And we say, make sure that you're having intimate relationships where people know what the, what the expectations are with you, that right. you're not the money bag, you're the person. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes entrepreneurs stop being people and we be opportunities for people where they want advice or they want mentorship or they want money or they want to help. And they forget that this would have a relationship with us, not a just transaction, transaction with transaction. us. And sometimes that's part of the grief that people stop seeing you. Right? So if you're having dinner with people and no one's pulling out money for the check and they know you got it, that feels like a transactional relationship. And yeah. sometimes when people feel like that lonely feeling comes back, like, wow, I miss the days when we all put money out. Mm-hmm. We all put it on our cards, right? I miss the intimacy. I miss the connection when people just saw me and just didn't see what I have. Powerful, powerful stuff. So, so a yes. couple, of, couple of things that I, I've recently taken on um, is just understanding four pillars in my life. So I have a spiritual, I have a, you know, family, I have Mm -hmm. my health and fitness and I have my financial life. So those are my four pillars. And -hmm. I just try to keep a balance between, between all of that. Right. And Mm -hmm. I've even uh, brought it over into my business where I, I I recently coined myself as a family oriented entrepreneur, because I want to teach people that you can become successful in your business while still get providing and giving your family the time that they need, uh, still being able to take care of your health, still being able mm-hmm. to take care of your spirituality and do what you got to mm-hmm. do and mm-hmm. really have balance, but still be ultra, you know, super successful in your yeah. business. And to me, mm-hmm. success is nothing if you don't have all of the other things going on. The finances part is the least, it should be the least of your worries, you know, mm-hmm. at, at the end of the day, because it is mm-hmm. at least in, in my situation, right? Mm-hmm. But when you have balance, um, this is where you can avoid the depression part. This is where you can avoid yeah. going a little yeah. crazy. Yes, yeah. I am obsessive in my business. I do work a lot because mm-hmm. I love what I do. And I have a, I have yeah. a lot of people to help. We have 16. Mm-hmm. At the time of this recording, we have a little over 16,000 people on my YouTube page, right? But mm-hmm. I have 175,000 email subscribers at the time of this recording. Right. The whole point is I have a lot of people to help. So I can be yeah. a little obsessive, but mm-hmm. I got I also got to know at nighttime from from seven o'clock to nine o'clock in the morning, my phone is off. Right. That time mm-hmm. is for my family yeah, and that's time for rest. Right. Yeah. I know that mm-hmm. in the morning, you know, between nine and eleven, I'm working out. You can't contact mm-hmm. me. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have my set times. And before that, before I got organized in this way. I felt sporadic. I was all over the place, right? So uh, just 
being organized, knowing what the goal is, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. Right. What's the why? What's the goal? Right. And looking, and I like what you said is that because I know I say it to a lot of people, you know, what does your spirituality look like? What does your eating look like? What does your mm-hmm. sleeping look like? What does your friendships look like? Because those are important. What is what does wellness look like? Because sometimes mm. all we have is a plan of how I want this deal to happen. And we never look at what this what the, how do I take care of me while right. I'm taking care of this plan? Right. Right? And what am I well, not willing to give up while I'm taking care of this plan? Because there has to be something that's a non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. And for some people, say, I'll pay anything to be successful. You don't want to pay anything to be successful. No. Because when you're there, you won't have anything. That's right. right. Success is a cold dish when you're by yourself to eat it. It's very lonely. So I've seen so many people who've become very successful who then sabotage themselves. Right? That's right. And they destroy what they have because it doesn't have value anymore. It doesn't have meaning. That's right. That's right. So Candace, how can our listeners get in contact with you if they wanted to uh, have a conversation maybe or get more information on what it is that you do? Um, two things. And the spirit of self-care, because I am doing a lot. I've currently, I'm not taking new clients for two years. Um, That's because a good I know problem about, to have. It, it is. It is. <laughs> and, you know, and, and to all the listeners, and I remember about maybe 10 years ago, I remember going to a business coach and saying, you know, my business is running my life because I had a waiting list of 20 people. I was seeing 50 people a week. They're only 40 hours in a week, but I was doing double. And I remember thinking it was running my life. And then it hit me. The moment you make yourself a priority, the business will still grow. You'll just grow differently with the business. Yep. Right? And I always say to people, never be afraid to say no. Because what you'll find, because I haven't taken new people in two ye- in about a year, and I'm still full. And I still have a waiting list. And I get to play golf and spend time with family and my friends and my kids. Balance. That, Yeah, but it's that balance, right? Which is why I love golf and I love working out three times a week with my trainer. It's that balance. Because if I'm healthy, the business is healthier. Right. But but they can reach me. I do have a um, YouTube channel, Candid on Life Matters. They can reach me in there. They can always email me at CRA Council Consulting Agency. And my website is CandaceRDickens.com. So that they can good. welcome to the message. Make sure you check Candace out. I'm going to make sure I link all of that in the description box, especially the YouTube. Um, yeah. I, I want to make sure that you guys go ahead and check out her page. Um, a lot of value you're going to get from that page. And make sure you reach out to her if you need to have a conversation. But at the end of the day, just remember, you know, the psychology behind what you're doing, why you're doing Mm -hmm. it. Like Candace said, have the reason why set. You're going to have blinders on, but also Mm -hmm. have balance, you know. And and the reason I say that is because I I lived that part of my life throughout my 20s and some of my 30s even where, you know, I I had blinders on to the point where I was avoiding everything else. And it. Mm -hmm. Even though I was super successful, my wife was really supportive. Mm-hmm. I felt like I wasn't uh, providing my wife with that time, my kids with that time. I felt like I missed out on stuff, even though I didn't, because I work from home and my mm-hmm. wife is a stay-at-home mom, right? My kids are homeschooled. We're always together. But I'm sitting here in this office right now. I'm isolated from my family, right? And yeah. even if you're not necessarily isolated, if you're not taking the time to go out and see your family, take mm-hmm. a break, right? If yeah. your head is down all the time, you could feel like you're, um, uh, you're incarcerated at, at, at some point, like you're in a, in, in a Absolutely. hole and, and you can't get out. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, so you, you definitely want to take the time and understand that balance is what's going to help you to Absolutely. get from where you are right now 
to where you want to go. So make sure you check out Candice's uh, YouTube page. The link will be in the description box below and uh, check out her, her website and everything else that she has going on as well. Can I add one more thing? Yeah. And, and as part of psychological help, upgrade your thinking, because mm. I know so many people who, when we get there, we still live like we're not there and we're still chasing like we're not there. So if you have a, a, a background with, you had some financial struggles growing up and then you get there, sometimes our mind has, has not shifted to the fact that, wow, I can really enjoy life. You sure can. Yeah. You've earned it, right? You've earned it and you're in a different place. So the pace can be different. You know, it's funny that you you mentioned that because I, I struggle with that too. It's like you're talking to me in this whole podcast. Um, you know, you know where we grew up. I grew up in Red Hook Projects. Mm -hmm. And yeah. for a long time, I was making a whole lot of money, but I wasn't mm -hmm. living like it. I drove that same uh, 93 Toyota Camry uh, yeah. well past the time I made my first million dollars in real estate. I had a cracked mm -hmm. windshield, everything, mm -hmm. but I wasn't living like I yeah. had the money. It was because... Yeah. I felt like it can be taken away from me. There's um, that fear and that psychological fear. And that's right. trauma because poverty is trauma. It's traumatizing. And there's always that fear it's going to be taken away. And I just said to someone else today, I said, but there's so much evidence that it can't be taken away so easily. But right. trauma, you never forget. It's on 9-11. You don't forget it, but you can't live out of it. Now, then you can't see yourself. On the flip side of that, I made when I did start to let go a little bit, I made poor money choices. Again, not mm -hmm. being financially educated. Yeah. Um, and I, I basically went bankrupt and had to rebuild all over again. Mm -hmm. So that yeah. kind of confirmed that fear a little bit, but it also broke, helped me to break through the fear when I got right. the money back because I said, okay, I lost it, but I got it back. So it's not really yeah. as yes, bad as it, it, you know, not really as bad as it, as they say right. it is, you know? Mm -hmm. what I mean? So mm -hmm. what are some books that our listeners can read, uh, uh, you know, in regards to changing their mindset? to uh to help them along their journey you know i like this book um says it's called the panic it's called the panic power another book is called gremlin um there's another book called you are not what you think mm. um those are really good books to talk about how sometimes we worry but it really is about like, i love what you said is that that trauma piece is big and i always say to people read a book about trauma because trauma creates memories and sometimes we live out that memory and that's what drives a dream. Like, I don't want to be broke again. And then we don't realize that, mm -hmm. wait a minute, that fear, that experience happened to us when we were 14 or 19 and now we're 30. And we don't realize that we will never be that vulnerable, that small, that powerless. Mm -hmm. And the best thing that happens to us is us to fail and then get up and go, wow, it didn't happen yep. the way I thought it was. No, it didn't. And it didn't last as long as I, I thought it would last. I thought I'd be broke forever. No, you weren't. So now you get to see that is just a memory. That's not your current experience because now right. you're different. You have more resources. That's right. So, mm -hmm. so if you had to provide our listeners with some last words of advice, what would those words be? Take great care of yourself. Be balanced. Let your past be your past, but let your present be better and healthier. Right. And really be mindful. What are you thinking? What's your why? And how are you taking care of you while you're taking care of the business? Yeah. Mm, I love that. How are you taking care of you while you're taking care of the business? taking care of the business. Love that. Love That's that. Important. Good stuff. I uh, really think we, we did a really good job touching on psychology and business today. I would love to have you back uh, in the future. Oh, yes. You guys want to see Candace back, do me a favor, leave a comment in the comment section. Let me know what questions you would ask Candace on our next uh, podcast episode. 
And also, while you're at it, be sure to share this video with some people who maybe, well, if you know someone that's an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. sometimes you don't know what people are really going through. Maybe you should share this video with them uh, mm -hmm. just for confirmation purposes, right? Maybe they need to hear something like this uh, in regards to their businesses. Maybe they have the, the blinders on and, and you don't realize what they're actually going through behind the scenes. Or you see that they have the blinders on and you notice that they're so focused on their business that they're not focused on anything else. Share mm -hmm. this video with them. Uh, in addition to that, help the YouTube algorithm for me by liking this video. Subscribe to this channel for more information just like that. If you're listening to this on a podcast, again, be sure to continue supporting this podcast across all uh, podcast platforms. We really appreciate the growth from all these different countries that are listening to this podcast now. And um, looking forward to continue providing you with the information that you need to go from where you are to where you mm -hmm. want to go in mm -hmm. your real estate or your business in general. And I'll talk to you guys on the next one. Take care. Check out my website at reieducationacademy.com. To make it easy, you can just simply go to jamelgibbs.com or check out my YouTube page at youtube.com forward slash jamelgibbs. I'm all over the web, whether it be on Facebook slash the Jamel Gibbs or on Instagram at Jamel Gibbs. I'm on LinkedIn as well. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Snapchat. Check out all of these platforms for daily content, weekly content, more content from Jamel Gibbs. But if you want to get more in depth, go to reieducationacademy.com. And that's how you can find out more about my training material and how you can get started investing in real estate today. Talk to you later.